This podcast is brought to you by DIA, the trusted global neutral forum for healthcare product development professionals. DIA, driving insights to action. In part one of our two-part interview, Chief Executive Officer Francisco Nogueira explained the background and strategic purpose behind Accumulus Synergy, a nonprofit organization working on a cloud-based platform with the potential to transform how the biopharma industry communicates and exchanges information with health authorities worldwide. I am Alberto Grignolo, Editor-in-Chief of DIA Global Forum. In the second of two parts, Francisco explains some of the practicalities of data capture, data management, machine learning, and other features of a global cloud-based platform for regulatory submissions. Getting a little bit more into the weeds of the practicalities, let me ask you a few questions about that because people will be wondering, you know, how do I do this? Your sponsor, your 10 sponsors and other pharma companies beyond the 10, how are they planning for this move to data-based submissions rather than dossier-based submissions? Is this a radical departure from the way things have been done for the past several decades? It is. Maybe just one thought. We do work closely with our sponsors, but we also are working with non-sponsors. We've started engagements with pharma and seeing how we can work with, with pharma. We've had now conversations. Meaning the trade with association? Yes. Pharma Thank the you. trade association. Pharma the trade association, FPA as well, and making sure that Again, there's transparency and clarity on the work we're doing. And while those conversations and engagements are still in the initial format, our intent is making sure that there are no surprises, nothing that we're doing is not broadly shared. But in terms of enthusiasm and shifting to database from dossier-based submissions, I believe this work has started before Accumulus was even conceived. I believe many companies already thinking in that direction. I believe many companies are having already data lakes and how they gather and collect and house the data that they are working through today. So overall, what I'm seeing in the ecosystem, both our sponsors and non-sponsors, is high-level enthusiasm and high-level of engagement towards what we define as data centricity. Now, while the journey is underway, we're also clear-minded it, it won't happen overnight. The change will take time. As you know well, Alberto, drug development is a multi-multi-year process. And so all the work in transit now, if you will, will take years for that work to see itself through the pipeline. And so we will be living in a hybrid model for quite some time. But the change is happening. The change is real. There's overall enthusiasm for the change and what excites me is that it's not only the sponsors who believe that change is necessary, it's the agencies around the world as well. How should sponsors think about their processes, cycle times, and the timing of their filings? If there will be filings, or there, will there be a continuous data flow into regulators with no single filing like an NDA or an MAA as we've done for decades? I think all of that is true. It's all a function of time. If you ask me in 2023, will we stop filings? Of course, yes. 10 years, 15 years and beyond? Maybe, maybe not. But in terms of your question around process cycle times and timing of filings, our intent is to assist in that acceleration. There are a significant amount of places where we believe that technology, efficiency, removing redundancies, driving automation, implementing where possible artificial intelligence, 
can really begin to assist in getting medicine to patients more quickly. And we often think about how do we get medicine to patients more quickly in the first market or in the first region or the second. But our intent is that plus how do we get medicine to patients in the lagging markets, in markets where today there could be a lag of months or years between leading region and lagging regions. So we want to be able to assist in both. It occurs to me to ask you about regulatory reliance. We know that to this day, countries that have more limited regulatory authorities in both size and scope and expertise rely on other more developed authorities, at least for their perspective on particular applications, not for their decisions. Will reliance become something that we can think of differently going forward? What about reliance of of smaller authorities on, on larger authorities? How will this play out? My wish, and maybe it's a holiday wish list, is that today countries under reliance look for the perspective of others, perhaps at milestone-driven events. Ideally, those countries would see the dynamic evolution of that dossier within and to those countries that they rely on, and that they can follow that journey even as just observers as that journey is taking place versus waiting for the end of a critical milestone for perhaps just a report or some sort of approval. And so it would be much more of a dynamic engagement and observation versus just an endpoint. How do you see data preparation or curation on the sponsor side evolving and changing? Data preparation and curation is a time and resource heavy activity at most, if not all, sponsors today. And it happens at multiple stages of the data's maturity. I believe that both in our intent at Accumulus Synergy and where the industry or the the healthcare system is going, we will have to do that data curation and data maturity much earlier in the value chain because data will become much more dynamic and interpretable if we're successful sooner. And so we'll have to consider and the industry will have to consider how we do that perhaps more efficiently sooner in the process and with less redos or reworks of the data itself. Another practical question, if a sponsor submits or makes available its data to multiple regulators at the same time, how do you think the feedback loops between that sponsor and multiple regulators will play out during live in-stream review of the data by multiple regulators at the same time, each of whom may have questions for the sponsors? And that's our hope and our vision and our plan is to address that because that is a significant burden. Having spent many years in a company that delivers medicines to patients, critical medicines to patients, one of our challenges was just the amount of questions you get from each of the agencies. And those questions can easily overwhelm a team to the point where at times you stagger your filings because you can't address questions as fast and as thoroughly as they come. Part of what we're building is the ability to use machine learning natural language processing, artificial intelligence, to really look at questions that have come in or even predict questions that are likely to come in, questions that have come in, and really create a much more dynamic information library so that 
an agency can look at if a question's been asked or similar questions been asked and type of answer that's been provided. And the sponsor can also leverage and create a much more dynamic data library around the answers that have been provided to questions that have been asked. So that is something we have under development now. And what we believe is one of the key value or benefits beyond just the ability to share information, track information in this collaboration platform, but it's also the ability to deal with you know, significant volume of questions and answers. Speaking of machine learning, I understand your platform is designed to auto-generate text narratives from the sponsor's data. So how robust and how developed is that technology at this point? And related to that, will subject matter experts be required to validate the reports prior to submission? I think that's a great question. I'm not sure that it's appropriate for me to answer that yet. I can tell you we're actively working on how that would work. When would we be comfortable enough to pilot something like that? But early days. So love to talk to you again, maybe in six months, okay. and uh, provide you perhaps with a much more, hopefully, exciting answer. Work in progress. Work in progress. The Accumulus Synergy platform offers uh, apparently many potential benefits for accelerated review and approvals review of data in real time, in parallel across multiple agencies, as we have discussed. But given the disparate data management systems in use across the pharma industry, how do you envisage accommodating data in different formats? Or will a common format, similar to ECTD, be, if you will, required, understanding that the organization cannot require anybody to do anything? There's been great work already done in the standard space and at the agency level through trade associations. So we believe that for the foreseeable future, the common technical document or ECTD4, including version 4 of ECTD, is something we will absolutely work with and make sure that we can leverage. We leave it up to those who set the standards again to really determine where we go beyond ECTD. Nonetheless, our intent is to collaborate with those that set standards, those who drive change to highlight places where we believe change is is ready now, places where we believe we can move to the next frontier and work closely with those organizations to start the somewhat long journey of change beyond the current file formats that we have today. Finally, Francisco, let me ask you about a couple of broader implications of the effort that your organization is undertaking. One is the regulatory process that we've talked about and we all know well includes many players beyond sponsors and regulatory bodies. For example, it includes clinical investigators, patients, and payers. How do these various players fit within your overall strategy and plans going forward? As a small and relatively young non for profit organization, we've started our focus on the regulatory interaction. Now, having said that, our goal is clear that as we move up the value chain, clinical investigators are a group of people we will need to begin to dialogue with in the next 18 to 24 months or work with sponsors in order to make sure that that happens as well. I I believe that'll be a collaborative effort. Patients are at the center of everything we do and every leadership team we have And our vision is clear that what we do and the reason we get up in the morning is for benefit of patients worldwide. And we believe that as we get closer to developing 
and launching new ways of working, we're also going to begin to engage with patient advocacy groups to understand and get their perspective on what we're building, to get their perspective on how they're beginning to see the value of what we're creating and making sure that we're listening carefully. In terms of payers, that is something that we have also considered. And we believe it's something we will need to focus on in the coming 18 to 24 months, but starting focus today on the registration process first. And finally, Francisco, I want to ask you a question about an environment that some people see as dichotomous, two separate worlds. One is the world of clinical research. The other is the world of healthcare. And some people look at these as two separate worlds and never the twain shall meet. Could accumulative synergy facilitate the deployment of clinical research as healthcare as opposed to separate from healthcare? I believe, and this is similar to other components of what we talked about, that there'll be a spark, and we're hoping to be part of a spark that creates the movement. And whether the movement is already in progress or we are the spark that initiates that movement, I don't see clinical research and healthcare as mutually exclusive. In fact, I believe they are closely joined together because clinical research ultimately leads into significant amount of benefit, not only during clinical research to healthcare, but then components of real-world evidence, real-world data beyond the clinical research. So I fundamentally see a future where the two work in a symbiotic way and that we hope through the transparency we bring, through the data centricity we provide, the collaboration tools we will implement that we provide the vehicle for some of that sparking connection to happen. But ultimately, it's up to those who are in charge of those respective areas to see the value and decide if that's something that is right for them at whenever that point in time is. Francisco, these are all my questions. I want to thank you for your time and insights today and wish you good luck with this important initiative. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. For DIA Global Forum, I am Alberto Grignolo. To learn more about this topic, visit us online at diaglobal.org.